It's my huge honour, therefore, to announce the Black Ferns team for the Rugby World Cup 2021, and if you don't know it already, playing in 2022. The team is Ariana Baylor, Waikato, Alana Bremner, Canterbury, Chelsea Bremner, Canterbury, Longo Ipulotu, Lemapu, Atai'i, Sylvia Brunt, Auckland, Kendra Coxedge, Canterbury, Luca Connor, Bay of Plenty, Natalie Delamere, Bay of Plenty. Co-captain, Ruahe de Mont, Auckland. Amy Duplessis, Canterbury. Teresa Fitzpatrick, Auckland. Stacey Flula, Waikato. Sarah Hirini, Manawatu. Renee Holmes, Waikato. Tanya Kalaunevale, Waikato. Aisha Leteinga, Wellington. Pip Love, Canterbury. Arihiana Marino Tohinu, Counties Monaco. Charmaine McMenamin, Auckland. Liana Mikaele Duu, Auckland. Crystal Murray, Northland. Jonah Ngan Wu, Wellington. Georgia Ponsonby, Canterbury. Kendra Reynolds, Bay of Plenty. Maya Kavana Kaulani Roos, Auckland. Amy Rule, Canterbury. Co-captain Kennedy Simon, Waikato. Afina Tanjin Wainuhu, Waikato. Santo Tomata, Bay of Plenty. Hazel Tubic, Counties Manako. Ruby Tui, Counties Manako. Renee Wycliffe, Bay of Plenty. And Portia Woodman, Northland. Good evening. Welcome into the Black Fern Show. Great to have you joining us today in what is a huge day for women's rugby in Aotearoa. As you've just heard from Dr Farah Palmer, the 32 women who will represent us at the Rugby World Cup in just over three and a half weeks have been named. A massive congratulations to each and every woman. We know all the hard work that it takes to get to this point today and it is so close. We are almost there. We're just 25 days away from the opening match at Eden Park on October the 8th. Get behind these women. Go out and support them. They need your support. We're going to hear the stories. We're going to hear the journeys. You're going to get to know these women on a deeper level because, uh, well, we've got three of them coming on the program. We have co-captain Kennedy Simon. We have one of the stalwarts, one of the experienced heads, Renee Wycliffe. And we have Kendra Coxedge coming to join us on the program. Uh, don't forget... The opening match of the World Cup is going to be a huge festival of rugby. There's some big news that has broken in the last few days. Rita Ora, who's literally a global superstar, you can hear her right here or go and look her up on YouTube for more songs. She will be playing on the opening day at Eden Park. We want to fill out Eden Park. We want 45,000 there, so go and get tickets if you haven't done so already on blackferns.com. Right, time to rip into it. We are going to dissect this team. We're going to dissect the squad because Wayne Smith has finally shown his cards. It's been a long wait for us. We've been waiting to see who he would pick in this squad but an even longer wait for some of these ladies and joining us to talk about it, to go in depth, to go into the analysis of it as broadcasting extraordinaire, commentated to the stars. He's a wonderful man and we're very lucky to have him on the programme Scotty Stevenson. 
This is the Rugby World Cup Preview with Scotty Stevenson. With Spark Sport. See sport differently. Scotty Stevenson, we're so lucky to actually have you part of the Blackfin Show. First time, so thank you so much for coming on. The Blackfin squad has just been named. These 32 incredible women, incredible athletes that will represent our country in just over three and a half weeks' time. Um, initial thoughts, what did you think when you saw the squad? I think it's really exciting. I, I, I reckon they would have spent a lot of time trying to figure out this, this squad. They've used quite a few players this year through that uh, Four Nations series and obviously the two Laurie O'Reilly uh, Cup games against Australia. There's some really exciting fresh talent included here, especially through the midfield uh, with Duplessis and Brunt in particular. Um, a big pack, I think a really sizeable pack, and that's going to be important when you come up against those bigger northern teams. Um, and there's a great blend of experience there. There's some, uh, there's some women in this team with a score to settle. There's some women in this team who have been there, done that, in the case of people like Renee Wycliffe twice. So they know how to win. Uh, and the experience, of course, of Kendra Cox, age 61 cap so far. So when you look through that list, I think they've done a really good job in developing through uh, Matatu, through uh, the FPC, enough talent to give you hope that this is a team that could actually do something that would be, uh, given November's results, quite a surprise. When you talk about surprises, were there any surprise names when you saw that list, either of people that have made it or haven't made it? I think that's where a lot of the agony came from for the selectors, uh, you know, immediately springing to mind Les Elder, who's obviously given her all to be a part of this team and, and it's not to be for her. Um, Chelsea Semple, another one who I thought just may have been there on her track record alone. Uh, again, not to be, and, and I guess that when you've got up-and-comers coming through who are showing real dynamism and excitement in the midfield, then... Yeah, that's part and parcel. And I, and I know both of the aforementioned would be players who would still be 100% behind this team through their own disappointment. Um, and let's not forget uh, the likes of Eloise Blackwell as well. I thought she might be a chance to get back in the mix too. Um, but look, you know, speaking to Kendra Coxedge earlier, and, and she said she likes to go through an exercise and pick, pick the team that she thinks would be selected. And she said it wasn't too far off the mark for her. So... Look, a lot of thought. Obviously, it's a very good coaching group and they've thought long and hard about what they need to be as a team to win this tournament. It's too late now, I think, to go and copy the top two teams in the world, France and England. You've got to bring what you know and do very well to this tournament. There's a couple of names that you haven't mentioned yet, but it's a long list, and that's Charmaine McMinimum, Hazel Tubick. For you, um, what do you think about these two's inclusion? Because you know the backstory, right? You, you know the fairy tale and everything that these two women have been through. Oh, look, whether it be injury or leaving the game or being put out of the game, you know, Charmaine McMenamin is a beast. Um, and uh, I say that with the utmost respect. She's just got power and presence, and, and I think this team is going to need something like that. Um, there's excitement through the loose forwards, but Charmaine McMenamin has that experience, and she just has a never-say-die attitude. I think that is going to be so important as we progress through the pool stages. And when you think about the tournament format, I mean, this Black Ferns team is probably thinking, right, one game at a time, but historically there's going to be two tough games in this tournament, a semi-final and a final if they get that far. I think they'll back themselves to go through their pool. I think they'll back themselves in a quarter-final. They've got to win two very, very tough games to lift this trophy. McMenamin brings that. I think she brings the anger. She brings the physicality to the uh, to the team. Hazel Cherbuk, what an incredible comeback, really. I've always admired Hazel. I think she's got a great vision for the game. She covers 10, I think she covers 15. She covers wing too, although that might be a hard sell at the moment with so much quality on the wings and the outsides. But 
Hazel wasn't a part of the original Four Nations team this year. She came back in his injury cover, uh, and now she's in a squad where she looks like she'll have a role to play, I think, almost in each and every game. Um, she's a great te kofatik farm girl, yeah. and she just she lives and breathes it, and, and she's out there. And I, I think she takes a lot of pressure off Ruahe DeMont as well. If Ruahe's not quite seeing the game, she can shift out, and Hazel can come in and play at 10 and, and guide that team around. And I think her combinations uh, with both Ruahe and Kendra are pretty good too. I think something that has been of interest to everyone um, since they put their hands up was the inclusion of the Sevens ladies. They're available for selection. Um, most of them have been named today. What do you think they will add to this team? Well, if Sarah Hirani says, I want to play, you play her. Um, she's earned that right. Um, she, look, there, there's no one more determined in the country than Sarah. Uh, we've seen that time and time again through the Sevens, through the Blackfern Sevens. You know, she will have returned from South Africa and be thinking, gee, that was one that got away in terms of the final of their own Sevens World Cup. So another chance. I thought she was huge in the final in 2017 for the Black Ferns. And she's the type of player who, you know, the, a coach won't have to worry about her. She will be out there. She will know what it takes to transition away from that Sevens fitness program and to maybe just to be a little bit more muscular throughout this tournament. And I wouldn't be surprised if she'd already been putting that work in behind the scenes, been involved in the camps. The others that you mentioned, the likes of Portia Woodman, Stacey Flula, you know, look, they're quality outside backs. And uh, we've got some young talent on the wings, uh, Leti Inga in particular. Uh, but just having their ability and, and the vision. Again, I think vision is going to be really crucial in this tournament. Just having players out there who can understand space and finding space. We're going to see, I think, a battle between two um, rugby theologies here, the, the combative up front, real physical style of, of perhaps the, the English and the French with their big packs versus what the Black Ferns have done so well for so long, which is finding space, creating space and playing a game of evasion as opposed to collision. And that's where I think those seven stars come in handy. And for you, you've been a part of World Cups, you've been a part of Olympic campaigns, Commonwealth Games, the biggest events around the world. But how excited are you for New Zealand to have this and to be a part of this? I just want to see 45,000 people at Eden Park on October 8 and you know we, we as a nation I think owe it to this team and we owe it to the women playing the game. These are still pioneers for women's sport. We've seen a lot of change and a lot of that is really positive but we are nowhere near where we need to be. Uh, to show the support for this tournament and for every team involved, three games, Eden Park, and a bit of Rita Aura in the mix as well. October 8, ticket price is so reasonable. Uh, if we can fill that park, set a new world record for a Women's Rugby World Cup match, I think it sets this tournament alight. And that is what these players deserve. They deserve the support of their country. They deserve to be treated the same way we were treating All Blacks Test. This is a first. It is maybe a once in a lifetime for these women to play a Rugby World Cup at home and at New Zealand's National Stadium, our fortress, as New Zealand rugby fans, look, get on down. If we can fill that park, I think the rest of the tournament takes care of itself. 25 days and counting. We cannot wait to hear you on the call. Thank you so much for coming on the Blackfern Show. And we're actually going to be catching up with you every few weeks around the tournament. Oh, curse. So good to work together again. It's been a minute. That was your Rugby World Cup preview with Scotty Stevenson. This month on Spark Sport, catch the Formula One, US Open, Rugby Simmons World Cup, Champions League and more.
Great to have you joining us right here on the Blackfern Show. Let's dare to believe like a Blackfern. Get in and around these women. Now we know exactly who'll be taking the field, who'll be part of the squad over the next couple of weeks as we build up to the Women's World Cup right here on our shores in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Coming up, we chat to Kennedy Simon. She made her Blackfern's debut in 2019. Last year, she was the Blackfern's Player of the Year. She's won FPC titles with Waikato. She's played sevens for New Zealand and even had a stint in Japan. And now she'll represent New Zealand at a home World Cup. You've just been named in the Blackburn squad for the Rugby World Cup, one of 32 women to represent us this year at home. How are you feeling? And uh, when and how did you find out? Um, yeah, it's an amazing feeling, um, being able to be here in front of, you know, with a couple of our friends um, that have made it. But I found out on, I think it was Thursday last week, um, so it's been a long secret that I've had to keep from my family. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to, to let them know. Who called you? Um, Bunce called me, yeah, and it was pretty surreal. He just cut straight to the chase, you know, <laughs> didn't want to um, drag it out. So, yeah, uh, I just didn't know what to say to him too. That's exactly what I said. I said, thank you so much. I really don't know what to say, but I really appreciate your call and, yeah. When we talk about dreams, um, so many of you would have been dreaming of this moment to represent your country at a home World Cup. You know, this is the first time ever we've had it. Where did the dream start for you? When did you realise you wanted to be a black fern? The dream started my first game of 15s for Hamilton Girls High. Um, and because Crystal Kawa, who was our coach at the time, she told us to write out our impossible dream. And mine was to wear the black jersey one day, and yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing to have accomplished that that dream. Can you believe it? No, I cannot believe it. I can't believe that I'm here. You know that I get to represent my country. My family's proud of me. You know all that stuff. It's yeah. amazing. Everyone um, goes through sacrifices to be where they are. You know, it's not always easy on families. People give up so much to to help other people succeed. So, who has it been for you? Who's been in your corner? Who's helped you get here today? And how has that journey been for you? I can hands down say that it's my fiance who's um, supported me the whole way. Um, I wouldn't have much if it weren't for him. So, I, you know, I try and tell him every day that I that I appreciate all he's done. Um, uh, and yeah, your fiance, yeah, and it's incredible that both of you two uh, played for the Chiefs this year. You know, you're both doing big things on the world stage. Um, talk to us about your family um, and and your backstory, where you grew up, who was around, and when you actually started playing rugby. Was it before Hamilton Girls High, or was it only at Hamilton Girls? Yep, so I've got a large family and I'm a very much a family person. I've got three nieces, one nephew, um, and we just like to go on adventures. Um, where it started for me was at Intermediate, Maero, um Intermediate, and I was the kicker, I was the hooker, <laughs> I was just, yeah, I just loved, you know, I could eat up the pressure, so I think that's why I was thrown in there. But um, then I moved to Girls High and it got a little bit more serious, um, but I never thought it would eventuate to this. Okay, so this explains um, why you can do what you do on the field, uh, because have you played in basically every position at some stage of your career? Yes, I have. Even in my club team, I'm you know, just allowed to jump around. It's, it's quite funny. I wanted to talk to you about Hamilton Girls High, because um, when you talk about rugby factories and rugby schools, Hamilton Girls is unbelievable in what you've managed to achieve over the last 10 years. Um, talk to us about 
Who's on the international stage right now? Who's been on the international stage that you played with in your schooling? And, and why is that school so successful? Why do you churn out so many black firms? I think it's it's a lot of things. But from Hamilton Girls High, we we were treated like professionals. Um, and so I got to play with the likes of Sheree Kaka, who has been, you know, she was phenomenal at high school as well. Um, and then, you you know, she goes and puts that out on the world stage. Um, my best friend, Tanika Wallison, who honestly, the world just hasn't seen exactly what she's capable of. Um, and then Tarina Tamaki, uh, Ariana Baylor. Uh, there's just so many names that come out of the school that um, I was fortunate enough to learn off and play, play alongside. You've talked about um, some incredible athletes in the seven side of things. You've also had a stint playing sevens. How does that help you um, when you come back into the 15 side game? I think it helps me be able to express myself. You know, you have a lot more space in sevens. So you're able to just um, try new things, um, take some space and just learn um, different um, skills. Yeah. yeah, And then try and carry that on to 15s. You're such a versatile player. You can literally play anywhere, as we've just heard, um, and you can play anywhere in the loose forwards. Um, what's your preferred position? Can you talk to us about the differences between each of them, and do you know what Wayne Smith's plan is for you? So I'll start by saying I'm not sure what Wayne Smith's plan is for me. <laughs> He's quite um, intricate. He's very clever. But um, my preferred position always used to be sevens. I used to be die-hard seven. Um, I just loved the open space, the getting to every ruck first. Um, but I think I've developed in more of an eight style um, of play. Uh, I like to carry the ball a little bit more and try and use my skill set to get, you know, get people through spaces. Um, and then six is just a, is just hardcore. You just have to be everywhere. You have to be able to run fast and hang out on the wing and try and, you know, catch those long balls. But Number eight's definitely my favourite. And tell us about this new style that Wayne Smith's got your side playing this year because it seems to complement the skills and the type of athletes that you have out there. Yeah, he's just, he, he likes to play a fast game, um, a fight to stay up, try and keep the ball alive um, and play on top of your our opponents, you know, because that's the only way to breach. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say the only way, but that's a good way for us in our um, our team's skill set. How much have you learned from the professor, the man they call the professor Wayne Smith since he's come in? So I met him at our first camp which was um, April and then that's where I sustained my injury so um, I was able to work with him with imagery and I took that away made sure that I chipped away at it when I was um, rehabbing and my just returning to the Laurie O'Reilly series, he's taught me so much um, and without saying a lot. So he's just taught us how to see past the ruck, um, attack the less dense areas of the field and just the, the fundamentals of rugby. And, and um, when you talk about your injuries, You've had a rough year, haven't you? Um, it hasn't been an ideal lead up for you at all. Obviously the knee injury that you sustained in the dojo at one of the training camps and then coming back into rugby after a lengthy period off and you pick up another injury in Australia. Um, how are you first and foremost? How, how is the whole body? Oh, the body's good. The calf is good. Just making sure that I'm going to last eight weeks. Yeah. That's the, the main goal. Um, but 
yeah, it's it's been tough, but I think I've got the right support system around me, yeah. um, and I'm doing everything right. So, you know, it, it, it'll just um, be time that will tell. I know that uh, when we all saw you coming off the field in Australia, I think the whole nation's hearts just sank, knowing what you had been through over the last few months. How were you feeling in that moment when you didn't know, you know, what the prognosis was? All you knew is what you were feeling. Yeah, so I had had a couple of uh, niggly arcalis, sorry. And so initially I thought it was that um, because I just heard something snap and limped off, went to the side, and then the pain started to go away. I was like, oh, I didn't get that sensation of someone kicking you from behind. So I started to um, have more of a positive um, outlook about it. Um, So, yeah, it was just a calf tear, and I should be back running next week. Cannot wait to see you girls rip it up out there. It's going to be amazing. October 8th, the countdown is on. We're so excited. Congratulations once again from us, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kirsty. I appreciate it. No my hooky my welcome back into the Blackfern show right here on SENZ. I'm your host Kirsty Stanway and it is an absolute honor to be doing this program. Today is a massive day for women's rugby in this country. Finally, the squad has been announced that will represent us at the Women's World Cup. It's a day we've been waiting for for a long time, but it's a day many of these players have been waiting for for what seems like forever. They have been training their hearts out for the last 4 years. Of course, this World Cup was supposed to be hosted last year in 2020 but due to COVID and everything that was going on in the globe, they had to push it back to 2022. We're very lucky to be joined by one of the stalwarts of this team, Renee Wycliffe. She's been part of the Black Ferns and Black Ferns 7 setup since 2009. Yes, do the maths. That is over 13 years in black. And if you add her touch resume to that list as well, she is one of the greatest of all time. Double Rugby World Cup winner in 2010 and 2017, but there is no doubt this one, this has been a tough lead up for Renee Wycliffe. So we're very, very lucky to have her on the programme. Renee Wycliffe, once again named in the Blackburn squad for another Rugby World Cup, this time around on home turf. Congratulations. How are you feeling? Yeah, thank you. Um, Overwhelmed, I think. Um, Yeah, just... I guess in some ways wasn't really expecting it. Um, every year or every phone call, it's quite nerve-wracking, um, and I take that quite seriously. And I think this time round, um, yeah, just overwhelmed. And it's nice to actually um, be able to be a part of it home here. Yeah. What was the phone call like? Who rang you this time around, and what were the emotions? Yeah, Alan Bunting called me. Um, I was actually driving home from training and um, I actually thought he wanted to catch up. Um, so was not expecting it. I did slap my face I slap my face after I got the call just to see if it was actually real, punched myself. Um, uh, shed a few tears um, and, yeah, just excited, excited about it, yeah. When you say you shed a few tears, it's it's been an emotional roller coaster, hasn't it? I mean, um, from the very first time you were named in a black jersey, uh, sevens, touch for New Zealand, and fifteens as well. Um, can you talk to us about what you have been through over the last couple of years? The the injuries, the screws that you've got, the dark places that you've had to come back from. You know, rehabbing it's never easy. What what have you been through to get to this position today? I think you shared it. <laughs> you know. Um 
it's definitely a journey, um, a very hard journey. And obviously I've been playing for a very long time. I think just this time round, um, just remembering why I first started in the in the first place, like the enjoyment, um, enjoying, enjoying um, being around my mates again. And I think that just brings the best rugby out of me. Um, there's definitely times where I wanted to throw the talent and just give it all up. Um, and I think just through injuries and injuries and injuries and um, not only that, but um, deaths and stuff like that, that can play a huge toll in rugby. But perseverance, I think, and just remembering that I've got a daughter at home and I've got a lot of um, whānau or kids, you know, that look up to me and that sort of keeps keeps motivating me to keep going, keep going, keep going. I know that at the end of this year I can look back and pat myself on the back and um, be proud of what I've achieved so far. You're an amazing woman, you're an amazing player and, and I mean you've just touched on it, your daughter. I was going to say you've got a lot of special people in your life but two in particular. Um, first your daughter Kaya who's been with you all the way through this journey hasn't she? Um, what do you want to show her, you representing New Zealand as one of the elder states people, I won't say your age, but you're one of the more experienced ones, what do you want to show her? Um, just never give up, like I think she has seen me um, in my darkest places and she has seen me cry a lot um, when I'm in pain, but that's sort of the things that I don't want to hide from her, I think um, seeing that as well as um, bringing her along to trainings and see me die at the end of the field um, those are the sort of things that she'll work out um, when she gets older but I can't hide that stuff from her I want to show her that all of that is part of rugby all of that is part of life um, and if she can see that and if she feels that within me then I, I feel like she's going to go places as well. Your other support person, um, your rock, your pillar, Portia Woodman, um, getting to share this special journey with her that must be pretty amazing. Yeah, it's been tough for her as well. She's gone through a lot with injuries and I think um, both of us, how, how we can connect and how we can talk about it, it's kind of motivated us both to just keep going and keep going. And um, we're very lucky to be in the same situation. We've been injured at the same time. But it's having those discussions with your, with your people and um, crying as well and just talking about the hard things and, and I guess laughing about it as well but to have her a part of this um, she's been a part of my journey as well and it's very special. You two both would have found out um, when you're on opposite sides of the world right so um, when did you finally catch up when did you finally talk about what you two are actually achieving here? Yeah we talk about it a lot um, I mean even when we get home from trainings obviously she's in the sevens program and I'm 15s but Rugby is rugby. Um, we share a lot of um, what we can offer. Um, but whenever she makes sevens, like when she made sevens World Cup, I was so proud of her. Um, and not only that, but she's been in the game for not even that long. And what she has accomplished over the years, um, I'm so proud of her. And I know her mum and dad are proud of her too. I think you're both pretty incredible. You're not giving yourself enough credit here, uh, Renee. Um, I wanted to touch on rugby and and this amazing game. What what has the game given you? It's given me a life. It's given me my my wife. It's given me um, pretty much saved me, if I can put that in small words. But 
rugby saved me in a lot of ways. Um, I could have went down a pathway of um, doing something different, could have ended in prison, but um, I owe it a lot to rugby and uh, when that time comes, it could be the end of the year, um, it's definitely something I will like to write a book about because it's definitely saved me and I can keep saying that and saying that, um, but very, very grateful. It's so awesome that you're speaking up about it as well because you know that your story will help other people as well that have been through such similar positions. Um, in terms of actually playing, uh, it's so competitive amongst the Black Ferns. It's so competitive in New Zealand at the moment. There's so many um, players in every single position that could have made it. Um, and, and you're versatile. You can literally play every position in the back line. Do you know what the plan is for you at the World Cup? No, I don't know the plan, but I guess that's a good thing. Um, and I don't want to put too much pressure on myself I try and think pressure uh, pressure is a privilege yeah. so just whenever I get the opportunity to get on that field um, I'm gonna go 110 percent but if not that's all right I can contribute to the team however obviously I'm one of the experienced players in the team and if I can offer whatever I can um, in terms of my experience I'm happy to do that. Yeah, you've obviously been there um, through it all. You've been through different coaches, uh, different people. What do you think of the style um, that you're playing at the moment as a team and, and what the new coaches have brought into this environment? Kind of reminds me of Sevens again. Like, um, Smithy just wants to play uh, a fast game. And um, it's exciting because that just brings um, a lot of courage out of people to just play and see what's in front of them. And so I can't wait to be a part of that. And I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Aotearoa, the world's going to see um, some very good footy. 100%. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but someone told me that you actually hung up your boots from the Farah Palmer Cup a few weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Um, How did that sneak under the radar? Yeah, um, I'm just that person. I don't really like to uh, broadcast at all about my retirement. But And I guess, too, um, I had my last training on the Thursday night of my last game and I think that just brought back um, am I actually doing this for the right reasons am I actually ready so there was a lot of questions going through my mind I had to talk to my um, support person Portia and um, it was actually good to actually talk about it rather than trying to hold it in and yes I did <laughs> finish up with FPC I had so much fun with the bay and if I look back I'm very very happy to be able to contribute wherever I could with these young ones. So this could be it then, the last shebang? Yeah, it could be the last ride, but um, we'll see what happens when we get out on the field. Well, congratulations once again. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for the game so far, and you've got so much more to give in the coming months as well. Thank you so much, Renee. Thank you. Well, the big names keep coming on the Black Fern Show. We have them all for you, and we want you to join the party this year as well. Let's dare to believe like a Black Fern. Jump online to blackferns.com and catch all the action for this season, all the ticketing information. Uh, everything is up on that website. The next to join us, who was named in the Women's Rugby World Cup squad this year. She's the most capped Black Fern of all time. She's one of the absolute greats from Taranaki uh, in 2018. Uh, she was named the Calvin R. Tremaine Memorial Player of the Year, the first female to ever do so at the New Zealand Rugby Awards. She's won everything going in the sport, uh, and it is my great pleasure to welcome in Kendra Coxedge. 
Today is a big day and we're very lucky to be joined by, she's going to hate me for saying this, but genuinely one of the greatest ever to pull on the Black Ferns jersey. She's still going um, and she will play in a home World Cup for the first time ever. Kendra Cox said, the woman who's literally broken the glass ceiling in New Zealand. How does this one feel compared to the others, knowing that this World Cup is in Aotearoa? It feels really great, to be honest. Far out as a player, there's nothing bigger than having a World Cup on home turf and just the excitement around it. Um, you know, obviously celebrations coming off Farah Palmer Cup. Woke up Monday morning and just flicked straight into into World Cup mode. And um, yeah, as a as a player, I think there's just so much excitement even coming up to the announcement today. And um, you know, just the energies there. And yeah, now it's it's real now. It's real. Now that you've seen some of the other girls, like I can tell you are absolutely fizzing. And also, congratulations for the Farab Hummer Cup. Complete dominance from Canterbury over the last five out of six years, of course. Um, but what's it been like seeing the reaction from some of the other teammates getting together for the first time since the squad's been named? Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. And, you know, there's a, the odd player that you, you're not quite sure if they were going to make it or not. And, and then you see them and you're like, oh, my gosh, because you know how hard they've worked. Everyone at the moment, like anyone could have made the squad. Like, it's, it's, um, it's one of those years where everyone wants to put their best foot forward and it just comes down to what the coaches select and the, and the best team that they see and um, no the energy's been cool here it's been really cool seeing seeing the girls and um, no it's just the, the mahi starts next week when we get together on Monday and um, prepare for that Japan test and then from there and straight into World Cup I think we're a couple of weeks before it kicks off before then but um, no we're generally we're really excited about it. Everyone's been through their own struggles, everyone's been through their own battles, whether that be over the last four years and having the extra year to wait, of course, after the pandemic, which we will not talk about. Um, for you, tell us what the last um, nine months, the last year has been like for you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been challenging. It's been up and down. Um, obviously, with World Cup, first of all, getting postponed was really tough and knowing that, um, you know, I was going to be, you know, in my last year playing and then knowing I had to kind of push that out and work out if I can grind another year to to do it. And then, I mean, I've done it. I'm here now. Um, and I think the biggest focus around there was just going out this year and enjoying the game. And um, as you can see, it's starting to come through my performance because I'm just out there loving it, knowing it's going to be my last. And, um, and it's been really special. And then, you know, it was obviously tough coming off end of year tour with the way that and then um, my nephew passed away as well on that tour and you know so it's had ups and downs there's been a lot of adversity but um leading into this year just we flicked over into the new year and just I just had this whole fresh light on things and I knew then it was going to be my last um so that's why I've just tried to decide and focus on just enjoying the game um and I'm absolutely loving it out there playing good rugby again um and now we're just ready to take on the world in this world cup we cannot wait to see you all out there. Um, you've obviously been through so much in the Black Ferns. You've been through different coaches, different captains, different players. What is this team and this environment like compared to years gone by? I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, every every team's really exciting. Everyone brings a different element. And I think, as you know, like in the World Cup, you and I just mentioned it around, everyone puts their best foot forward. So everyone has worked their blooming butts off to be in this squad. And so you know that, you're, you know, your sister next to you, you know, is just doing exact, exactly the same work as what you've been doing through the year and that creates you know that trust and respect within a team and this group's got some really cool energy about it it's young I feel blooming old in the team um, I'm not the oldest at the moment so that's really exciting but yeah now there's definitely some young blood coming through and there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of want and you know I know they're working hard um, you know the squad's been named but now you know as it kind of goes through the teams are going to get named you know the starting 15 and all that and I just know that everyone's going to be putting their best foot forward and the competition for spots is still really high. How many World Cups is this for you now? Uh, this will be my fourth World Cup, fourth and last. 
four World Cups. Like when you sit back and you think about this young girl from Taranaki, you've now won um, World Rugby Awards. You've won the biggest awards in New Zealand. You've got a book out that's inspiring the next generation. And you look back at everything that you've achieved and still more to come, I must say. I mean, what do you think when you sit here and you reflect on everything? I'm probably like speechless, eh? Like it's just no no words can describe it. Like I... I mean, I've still got one big job to do and then I'm going to be doing a lot of reflecting. I think that's probably one thing I haven't done a heap load of. Um, and, you know, and, and I guess you know, I guess celebrating that success and I, I made sure I did that on the weekend with the Canterbury girls because it's something that I'm not great at doing because I've always had to move and focus on to the next thing. But, um, yeah, I never thought the four-year-old that picked up a rugby ball um, would have ever got to where I've, where I've got to and we've got one that one big job to do. And then I can sit back, reflect and get involved and, you know, I'm still going to be involved in the game, you're not going to lose me from it. Um, I'll be giving back to the next generation. Um, might be on, might be on some commentary with you soon, Kirsty. Um, yeah. Plenty of space for you always. <laughs> you can replace Izzy. <laughs> yeah, we can replace Izzy. He's useless. Nah. <laughs> but now I'm just yeah looking forward to the next couple of months with the side and um, the, you know just coming back into the group this year and and now the squad's been named. Looking at the names and that, I know that there's it's going to be a really exciting time for the team. What does this Black Ferns jersey mean for you? When you wear that fern on your chest, what does it mean? Um, it means so much. Uh, it means so much for your family. You know, you're playing for your country. Um, you're playing for the little four-year-old um, that picked up a, a rugby ball. Um, you're playing for the next generation. And, and, you know, you put that jersey on and it feels like you have superpowers. And, you know, not whether it's your, your first test or, um, your, you know, your, 60, your 61st test and, or whatnot, you know, it still means the same when you pull that jersey on. And that's, that's what it's about. Um, you know, and now we've just got a big job having it here at home, you know, and, as inspiring that next generation. And us as Black Ferns, it's massive for us to, to give back to the community and you talk about us being untouchable and you know we want to get out there and we want to share the love because we want young girls to see us so yeah it's exciting. You're such an inspiration. Um, final question before I let you go and celebrate with your teammates. You touched on it being in New Zealand for the first time we know that you don't often have test matches and have that ability to play in front of your friends and family without them having to travel. What would you like to, to say to New Zealand three and a half weeks out from the World Cup? Have you got a message for everyone? We need you, is probably the message. We need you at our games. Um, we need your support. Um, I just come off the Farapama Cup final with the supporters and the crowd, and it was unreal. It got the girls up. It got excited. There's going to be some quality rugby played. The game's grown so much. It's expansive. It's physical. The set piece is next to nothing. Um, so it's like, it's unreal. So I think that's probably the main message is that we need you at our games. We need your support. So come and back us. Amazing. Well, once again, congratulations. Thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you all out there in a few weeks' time. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsty. Cheers. Well, it's truly been such an inspirational show, hearing the stories of the amazing wahine tour that will represent New Zealand at this year's World Cup. Right here in New Zealand, it has been a special, special day hearing the stories, and I feel I feel lucky. I feel lucky that we've been able to get uh, these talented women on the programme. This is the Black Fern Show, after all. It is a show dedicated to celebrating our women in rugby in New Zealand, our players, our referees, our coaches, everyone that has dedicated time, dedicated their lives to bettering the women's game right here in Aotearoa. A massive congratulations once again to all the 32 women selected for the World Cup. And for the ones that weren't selected, kia kaha, stay strong. We're all thinking of you. We're all feeling for you as well. 
A few other mentions before we go. The Farah Palmer Cup has wrapped up. Canterbury are Premiership champions once again, picking up their fifth title in six years. And what a way to honour Kendra Coxedge and Steph to or Heidi Fox, who both announced they'll be hanging up their boots. This will be it. That was their swan song for Canterbury. Two players that have given so much to the game here in New Zealand. Also, a massive shout-out and congratulations to the Hawks Bay Tui. They've picked up the title, they've picked up the chocolates and everything that goes with it in the championship. And it was a massive way uh, to send off one of their legends, Emma Jensen, who retired at 44. Still playing at 44, can you imagine it? She's an absolute legend of the game here in New Zealand. Hawks Bay Tui going down to Otago, upsetting the spirit. It was a huge, huge performance, so congratulations. And a nod to our seven sisters as well. It wasn't gold at the World Cup, but a silver will do second at the World Cup. So well done to our seven sisters. Well, there's one final match to play before the World Cup kicks off in just over three weeks. We take on Japan, the Black Ferns take on Japan in a double header at Eden Park next week uh, before the All Blacks take on Australia in Bledisloe too. Head to blackferns.com for ticketing information and hopefully we will see you there. But that is us done and dusted on the Black Ferns show for another week. It's been amazing celebrating with you all. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed the stories and that you're inspired, that your children are inspired, that your daughters, your sisters, your nieces are inspired by these stories and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks.